The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of It's My House podcast. I'm of course, as always, your host Christie's with me today. Well, it's not very often that you get to speak to one of your favourite wrestlers of all time. A man who got into the business quite late, a lot later than, than most wrestlers tend to start up. Didn't stop him making a huge splash, a huge impact. Since stepping away from the business, he's dedicated his life to helping others, which is just the most noble thing that, that anyone can do, really, help being selfless enough to help others' lives. He is, of course, well, I think I think I'll introduce him as it's him, it's him, it's DD. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining me, man. How how are things your side of the world? Uh, you know, uh COVID is kicking up again, uh, which is gonna, you know, I, I worry so much about people's mental health. And over the year 2020, 2020. I felt so bad for those kids who were graduating high school and not being able to go to have their graduation parties and all that shit. Man, I, I felt so bad for them. And they just kept going and going and going. And then when they started to, you know, the numbers came down and everyone's like, oh, let's go out. Okay, they're giving us a release. It's like they didn't really do anything. They They put out what I call a lot of people call it the vaccine. A vaccine is something like if you have measles or if you have uh, shingles, you take one or two shots, it's done. That's a vaccine. You know, uh, I consider this a COVID flu shot and I've already had it. I don't take regular flu shots and I got COVID, um, but I'm not going to take that vaccine <laughs> until I find out that it's actually a vaccine. I take it one time and it was been tested on enough people. I, I'm one of those healthy guys that eats really clean, takes care of myself and um, does a lot of things to hold back the hands of time. I'm not going to take something that my government or any other government says is good for me when they don't know what well, really what the fuck they have there. So that's just my own opinion. And I think people who need to take it should take it. And eventually I might have to take it because they make it so they suppress you. So if, if I get to that, then maybe I will play that by ear. But overall, man, you know, the, the actual thing of having forcing people into their homes and not be able to leave, our business was already doing unbelievable, but it's even gone up 
considerably since then because the gym world, the people who are meatheads that love it, I know because I was a meathead. I'm going to find a gym, you know. I'm not that guy anymore because my body's too beat up, you know. There's nothing worse than leaving the gym and going, oh, why did I do that to my shoulder? Oh, my back. Oh, my knee. You know, I don't do that anymore, so I don't have any of those issues. Uh, I'm still a Ferrari, but I got 998,000 miles on me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the gym business has changed, though. The casual gym person is working out at home, you know. Yeah, I want. I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that was one of the things I wanted to ask about. Did you see like a huge rise in people that were coming to you for your services for for DDPY? Was it a big, big jump? Yeah, and there's so many places to go for fitness online, but there's nothing like our app. Have you ever had a chance to look at it? Yes, yes, I have actually. Yeah, I only found out about it recently though. How, when when was it that you launched the app? Well, we we started it six years ago. And um, it just get we're constantly building and building and building and building on it. Like every Monday, it's got Motivational Monday, which people need to hear. Every Tuesday, we got a new workout. Monday, Motivational Mondays and workouts, there's over 300 of them on the app. And the workouts, people will go to me sometimes, oh, dude, I can't do your workout. That'll kill me. Uh, My workouts start off in bed. Like, you can't get out of bed. My rebuild series, bed flex, chair force, stand strong, laying in bed, sitting in a chair, using a chair for balance to take yourself up and down, to build strength, to build balance, to really build strength in your body so you don't need the chair anymore. And then it goes all the way from beginner to cycle extreme shit. But it's not just workouts. It's cooking shows. You know, it's inspiration. It's I'm not just going to tell you what to eat. I'm going to show you how to cook it. And sometimes it's me and my daughter, me and some of my buddies, or it might just be my daughter, Brittany lately. Like everything that you see on that, uh, that on the uh, app are meals that she's prepared. My daughter, Brittany, she's a, she's an amazing chef and she'll be coming up with something new. Like she did with this, um, which I would never thought in a million years I would have liked. But it was like flash-cooked spinach and kale with whatever the hell she put on it was unbelievable. Like, I don't care how healthy something is. If it doesn't taste good, I'm not eating it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> everything, on, everything on that app has my seal of approval for shit to taste great. Uh, every Thursday on the app will pop up you know, you know, the tip of the week, every Friday, this is my favorite part of the app, of the program. It's like, if I want to feel good about myself, I go to DDP yoga, one word, DDP yoga on Facebook. It's not my site. It's the members site. And a friend of mine, Chris Gabriano, who I met through doing the program. Uh, he started this site for him and buddies who want to talk about the program and what they were doing and what they were doing different. And, you know, some of them were training to be instructors. Now there's over 66,000 people 
that are on that Facebook site. And there is a no judgment zone there. People come there looking for hope, looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, whether it's mental, you know, mental, um, you know, the whole um, mental uh, health thing, or if it's about food or if it's about people's, you know, you know, trying to lose weight and the people who are on there. And this is the best example I could give you. And it made me start Fabulous Fridays. Where on Friday, I just go and I read different things that I found on the site that inspired me. Me. Inspired me. And I take them and I call out Julie Brown or Teddy Van. And I read what they wrote. Not what, you know, and it's not like this is an awesome site. They write paragraphs. So I try to take some of the shorter, powerful power graphs that people are writing. And then this is the best example I can give you what that site is. Last year, I did the third year. This is the third year in a row that I've done the million dollar positively unstoppable challenge. It's set up like this. You can start January 1st and you got six months. So that would be the end of June. Or you could start February 1st and go to the end of July or March 1st and go to the end of August and so forth. So you get to October. Six months. It's on your physical change, your mental change, and your documenting of your journey. Now, you've seen the disabled veteran video of Arthur Borman, right? The disabled veteran on the crutches. No, I've not. You, no. You see? All right, I'm, a, I'm just going to show you this. So put it in. What, I, what I'm about to show you is going to blow you away, but it's nothing compared to the video. See, Arthur Borman's son documented every day of his journey. Arthur Borman starts out at, um, he starts out at, Four, five foot six, and he was 297 pounds. Um, he had, yeah. Okay, have you seen the video? Yeah. Okay, so you, you know that this guy had not walked without his knee braces, back braces, or canes for over 15 years. And at the end of the 15, you know, you know at the end of 10 months of doing my program, he lost 140 pounds. Yeah, incredible. More important, lost the knee braces, back braces, and wraparound canes, not just to walk, but run. And I'm looking just like so I can show the pictures, but I the way Apple continually changes when you have to get <laughs> a new, you know, a new uh, download, <laughs> it changes the whole form. It drives me crazy. So just to refresh your memory, this is Arthur Borman. 5'6", 297. Now, his only goal at this point is to lose 50 pounds because that's the only way he has knee braces that wrap into a back brace and those canes. The only way the VA would have worked on him was if he lost 50 pounds. So that was the beginning of the journey. 
day one, that's 10 months later. From that guy to that guy. Now, here's what this is really about. DDPY is about helping you get back flexibility. It's about helping you. Like, this is one of my favorite pictures. I'm like, Arthur, why is your son holding your shoulder? He said, because I'll fall. Not anymore. <laughs> From this guy, like I have everyone stand on one leg and pick your foot off the ground. How high can you put it? He couldn't stand on two legs. How is he going to stand on one? Well, <laughs> by strengthening his core like that. On his one-year anniversary, no one's ever seen this picture yet. On his one-year anniversary, he's 5'6". He took a picture with his six-foot-two son standing on his back <laughs> in plank. Wow, amazing. So, that, that's what my program is about. And on that Facebook page, like what I will go back to the contest for the contest. If Arthur doesn't have all those times he fell down in the video, it doesn't mean the same. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't grab people. So you need to see someone at their worst. And a lot of people are afraid to film themselves like that. Yeah. Well, when I went through last year's participants, and there was thousands of them, and we're supposed to get it down to three of them. Third place gets five grand. Second place gets 10 grand. First place gets a chance to pick one of these books. Positively unstoppable. They're in a book rack. And there's a hundred of them. You pull the right one, you got a million dollars. Any other book is $25,000. So it's a great win no matter what. Now, I couldn't pick less than three because there was four of them that were so good. Any one of them could have won in their physical transformation. So I went to the next category, mental transformation. And you know where they are because they're documenting who they are, what they look like, talking about their self-worth, and none of them start out with any belief in themselves at all. None of them are there to win the money. Each one of them are there to find hope, to help with accountability. Maybe I could stick with this. That's why they're there. So tra the mental transformation, all four of them. Anyone could have won. So then I went to the documentation. And a girl named Candy McCarthy Herndon, who had lost 90 pounds in six months, and she kept going after that contest was over. Uh, her story was unbelievable. And she won. This year, I've seen so many of the people, like I've seen come across my desk, and we're not even at the end of October. And I know there's a bunch of them that are doing it that aren't putting their stuff out there. It's going to be really hard this year because we have some unbelievable stories. So don't 
listen to a word I have to say about my DDPY program, just go to DDP Yoga Doc. DDP Yoga, one word, read what people write, you know? Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned the mental health, because I think when people when people think of yoga, whatever kind of yoga it is, whether it's yours or just, you know, any just, just, just the regular yoga that you would do at home or get, get on a DVD or on the internet, you don't really think about the mental health side of things. I... I personally, um, it was last year. No, sorry, it was the start of this year. I was I was locked down on furlough for four months, and progressively as that time went on, stuck in the house for four months does does a lot. Not just obviously to your body, but to to your brain as well, to your mind and sure. things that you know you just start to dwell on things and you start to get a bit down. And that was when I, you know, I I knew a few people that had got interested in DDPY, and I I had a look into it. I didn't. I didn't spend too much time with it, I'll be honest, but I did, you know, I did get into things like doing diamond cutters and road warriors, and I probably spent about a month or so, I think it was the, the last month of me being on furlough, and I did start to notice a bit of a difference, and I sort of, I'll be honest, I I sort of dropped it afterwards because I was back out of the house and I was back into my routine, but even in just that really short period of time, that one month, I noticed a bit of a physical transformation, but mentally... It, it it was it was huge what it did for my self esteem and confidence and things like that. Do you you get do you get a lot of people saying that that, that it's really helped them out mentally? Do do people come for the whole package or do people come for either the you know like the weight loss or the, the, I, think the people, I think a lot of people come in because of the weight loss um, factor because they're really beat up and really this is the only fitness regimen that really takes care of everybody from disabled veteran Arthur Borman to Chris Jericho. Like Chris Jericho blew his back out the same way I did. I mean, the only reason this shit exists was came out of necessity. And when I blew my back out at going in 1999, I had three spine specialists tell me my career was over in less than three months. Now the guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga would do anything and i i i was one of those guys i'm not gonna that's why i don't want people to call my shit yoga because yeah. do i use yoga positions yes do i use rehab yes do i use old school calisthenics yes you know it's a, it's a lot more than just yoga and i don't bring any of that yoga tude into it i bring i make it fun so I think a lot of people who are really beat up come to it and hoping, you know, to, to relieve some of their back pain or their knees or just life in general. They're just beat up. And when I really get, once they really get into it, like Jake Roberts used to say all the time, the program gives me confidence. And at one point after an interview that we did, I'm like, Jake, why do you say that? He goes, man, when I lost that first 10 pounds, he said, that was my first win in 20 years. <laughs> you know, and then I lost another 10. You know, but it wasn't just the weight. It was in the beginning, you had me using a chair and it was embarrassing. You know, but as soon as I got that out of my head and realized it was really helping me and I saw myself getting stronger. And my balance getting better and I'm getting stronger and I'm dropping weight. And then I didn't need to chair. He goes, man, it was like a, it was like a huge confidence builder. So yeah, 
And I do get a lot of that. And I do get a lot of guys who have PTSD. You know, a lot of military guys followed me because you know, I've, I've been to Iraq three times. I went to Afghanistan. You know, I went there, you know, I didn't go with WWE and everybody else. I went by myself. And I got to get up with a group and uh, and uh, and get over there and spend 13 days at a time. So those guys, like right now, we're putting together a program called Warriors Purpose. And one of the kids, young kids, matter of fact, when I get done talking to you, I got one. Of, uh, he's a former Green Beret Special Forces. His name is um, uh, Roman Rosel, and he's actually a wrestler too. He wrestles occasionally uh on um aew some of the dark matches um but uh he heads up our warrior's purpose and where we're trying to help you know veterans get a purpose again and it's more it's much deeper than just a workout you know they have meetings um we're developing uh, a section that they, the warriors, any, anyone who's a, a veteran, anyone, it's my program for half off all the time. And I never go more than 30% ever. And that's at Christmas time, that's it. And I don't ever go past 30%, except for veterans, you know, presently working in the military or, you know, they did. Um, I always give them 50% off. There's a section on our site where you can see that. And uh, Roman is working with the guys and developing a lot of our workouts that have a little bit of a military flair to them. So the guys feel even more at home doing the program. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Um, you, you, you mentioned... You mentioned Jake Roberts before, and that was something that I really wanted to touch upon. Um, the resurrection of, of Jake Roberts has been unbelievable to see, because I know that Jake was obviously in a really bad way, and you, you know, you you've devoted your life to turning people's lives around, and I think it's safe to say that that Jake is one of those those guys who you've really turned his life around. What was it like working with Jake? Was he really receptive to to your help because of obviously how much he needed it, or was he? Because he seems like the kind of guy who might be a bit stubborn and a bit set in his ways so was he was he hard hard to really start off with and then he got into it more or it was really hard um in the beginning because you had 30 years of addiction at least 30 probably more like 40 but when you're 20 you can handle a lot more even 30 you could handle a little better but time you get to 40 and 50 you're shot like Jake was waiting around to die. If you watch the resurrection of Jake the Snake, which is on Amazon Prime, and you got that where you guys are, right? Amazon Prime. I don't know if Relentless is up there, but that's our other documentary. No, we it's not. With, no, it's uh, not. I can't find access in the UK. Yeah, I got to get that. I got to straighten that out. Um, but um, the, the matter of fact, you can see, if you go to PositivelyUnstoppable.com, Relentless is up there too. Um, but, uh, Jake, you know, when I first got back together with him and I, I went down for that first meeting, when I drove away, I thought, 
And I said it to my business partner, Steve, you, who was with me. I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to have a real conversation with my buddy anymore. Like, he's so far gone. And by the end, by the time he got inducted in the Hall of Fame, he was a lot better, but he still had a lot of fog. And when you've been, you know, on pills and coke and crack and booze for 40 years, and probably 30 of those, he's on the pill on and off again, the coke and the crack. When you're on that for so long, it, it, it numbs your brain. It creates like a fog. And he couldn't remember shit. And um, about, I guess he's been sober about seven years now. I'd say about two or three years into it, he was getting better. Today, he's unbelievable. Like he's back to, he's mentally probably the best he's ever been. Like ever in his life. You know, he's 66 and we are going to actually start our own podcast. We're going to oh. do it with Conrad Thompson like everybody else does. But <laughs> Conrad knows how to make money doing it as well. And me and Jake just put out a video. You go to my Diamond Dallas page YouTube. You can see it on there. And we did about 30 minutes and it was great. He had a great time. He really enjoyed himself. Um, we got, uh, we're going to get with Conrad this weekend, after this weekend, talk to him and set it down and start doing it. I'm also, are you familiar with sports, sports Keter? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, um, they got a hold of Vince Russo and Vince, they, they said they wanted him to do him and another guy. And Vince called me up and said, you want to do this? Like 30 minutes. And I've turned down so many times to be doing podcasts because they take a lot of work. And um, bottom line is, uh, when you got guys like, like Ventrusa, who's already done all the work, and I can just slide in and just talk, that's, that's super easy. Because I do shit like this all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had Vince. I had Vince on a few months ago, and he's 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 an expert at, at doing it. And like you yeah. say, Conrad as well. What's the um the the show that you're going to do with Jake? Is is there going to be a theme to it? Is it going to be about about how you've helped him, or is it's it just be about football? everything? I think, I, I think it's going to be about everything. You know, Jake's a big football fan. You know, so am I. Not as big as him, but I'm so am I. You know, we there's some there's a million things, but Jake and I can talk about anything. You yeah. know, and between Conrad leading us, wherever Conrad leads us, where to go. I mean, I, if, if I don't have anything to say something good, I'm, I don't normally say it, you know. Uh, uh, I just, my personality, plus I never have to worry about anything I ever say. You know, like, oh, God. You know, uh, people who write podcasts, you know, review headlines, they try to take the shit out of what you say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, so I still focus that as well. So I don't run into that shit. Because <laughs> if I don't have something good to say about somebody, I'm going to say it to their face, not to some podcast shit. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Can, I, I want to ask about sort of like the other end of the spectrum. Obviously, Jake 
was, as you say, very set in his ways, such a long, long history of addiction and issues there. But then you also work with much younger guys like um, Darby Allen is a name that springs to mind. What's it like, sort of like working with, I imagine Darby is sort of polar opposite of, of Jake. So what's it been like working with the, the younger guys? Uh, I love Darby Allen. He's a great kid. He'll call me up, you know, if he's coming into town. He's like, D, you working out tomorrow and the next day? <laughs> and if I if I am, of course, he's invited. But, um, you know, he, he is he's a bigger risk taker than Jeff Hardy. And that's saying something. The difference between the two, one's straight edge and, and one's not. Um, and I, I, I think Jeff Hardy is just an unbelievable athlete. I just, I don't know how he's still being able to do the shit he's able to do, but he's still in his forties, and you really don't feel this shit until you start getting in your fifties, and when you get in your sixties, shit's on. Yeah, that's when you feel your shoulders your knees, your back, your neck. And the kids today, you know, I worry for them because, and women, especially the women, because the women today are doing some of the same risk-taking that the men are. Yet, I, I work with a lot of women in their 40s who were like soccer you know, played soccer in high school or maybe college. And most of them are so beat up. Like, they're in so much pain. And that's what I worry about, bro. You know, that, that's why I'm so fanatical about trying to get them to, to do my shit. Because I know, if, if anything, in the earlier, the younger, the better. Um, I know that it'll help them later yeah and I, not like i charge any of them <laughs> you know i give it to them i give them to the nfl players i give it to ufc guys uh one of the guys who's been doing my program lately and yeah i, I gotta stay on him occasionally and he kind of likes what i do but chuck liddell oh. you know chuck yeah chuck liddell and you know he just needs to be as long as he stays on it he's feeling good you know, and uh, matter of fact, I had a text him to say, hey, dude, you're still doing the program. And he'll be honest. He'll go, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> you didn't get it this week, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, I, I'm just trying to help those guys feel better. And I just happen to have a vehicle to do that. Jake is someone, uh, well, you just started bringing Darby. Darby's someone who puts the work in. And does everything he can to reverse the risk taking that he does. Because he's actually, he doesn't even need to do that shit anymore. He could do cough and drop here and there. He could do like one or two high spots a match because Darby really knows how to wrestle. Yeah. Darby knows how to sell. And the people love him. They love him. Getting the rub from the fucking icon, Sting, you know, you don't get a better rub than that. Back 20 years ago, Sting gave me that huge rub. 
you know, and with the fast face, Darby and Stinger, you know, it's freaking awesome, man. It's made, and Sting's hot anyway when he does a signing, but he's red hot now. Jake, too, because we're on the TV. Yeah, you you mentioned um you mentioned Jeff Hardy in there as well. Did, have you ever had an opportunity to work with Jeff on because obviously he's had a long documented past, lots of issues, obviously lots of addiction as well, and it's led him down some pretty dark roads. And from what I can tell, he seems to obviously be a lot better now. But is is there anybody that you've you've seen struggling that you've wanted to work with and maybe haven't had the opportunity to, such as Jeff? Uh, I really, I, I like, I put it out there. Everybody kind of knows, you know, so Jericho's the biggest guy to, you know, to send people to me. <laughs> and I'd rather have different people send them to me because I don't want to be trying to say, you know, you really need to do my shit. Like when AJ Styles, AJ does it five days a week. You want to know why AJ can do the suit? Like he's really is like Superman. I mean, the shit that that kid can do, and he ain't a kid anymore. He's in his mid forties, yep. and he's still being able to to perform at that level. But he's doing it five days a week, which is helping him hold back the hands of time for now. Did you know Jericho too? Um, I just think that uh, you know someone like Jeff, if if he wanted it, I just have him come here, you know, and spend a couple of days with me. Uh, like Matt, I've invited Matt. Matt's got just had another baby, Matt Hardy. He does it all the time. He'll even go on Twitter and, you know, shout DDPY out, you know, and, you know, talk about it, which is pretty cool, you know, but I know what it's doing for him. It's helping him. And the more he sticks with it and does it the right way, like I just had Austin, um, Ace Austin here and um, Madman Fulton. And Gina Miller, uh, Ace's girl, you could tell they really do it. Like they, I went through some of the moves before we started. They had them just about perfect, and then they could have you know, you know, 60, 70 minute workout with me. And when I'm working out with them, we shot it for the app. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm bringing the A game. I'm, like, I'm not going to make them really blow up bad but i'm going to test them and my girl Paige is like wow these guys really do it and you know they do it in the locker room at impact <laughs> you know and, and yeah. they, they take some ribbing <laughs> like fuck you dude like we know how good we feel yeah. <laughs> we know how good we feel yeah. You know, if it works for them, like you say, why, why, why be ashamed about it? If, if it works for you, if it makes you feel good. It's just, it's just guys ribbing, you know, because, oh, you're doing yoga. Like, that's why I, I get pissed off when people call my shit yoga because it, it ain't your mama's yoga. It's where DDPY, DDPY. Why? Because I want people to stop calling it just fucking yoga. It's like you can't call the WWE the WWF. Yeah. Even if you're doing an interview and you're talking about 1987, you could say, well, back then it was a WWF. They're like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> if you watch anything WWE puts out, 
if it's from the 80s or early 90s, it's blurred out yeah. Yeah. the yeah. logo. I find myself doing that all the time. I'll ask somebody a question like, oh, so we're in the WWE attitude area. And I'm like, hold on, no. It was WWF attitude area. Uh, but like you say, things have changed now. So you 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 transition into into sort of like learning a new way of it's saying. it's called it's called branding. Yeah. And if if you go back to when Vince first changed it to WWE, you know, a, a, a worldwide brand like that changing it, you know, it's yeah. it's a big deal. But it looked like it could have been the worst thing that happened to him when the reality was it was the absolute best thing to happen to him because then they developed the WWE network, which wasn't just wrestling. It was, or it is not the network anymore, uh, but it is, you know, reality shows. It's, you know, cartoons, it's wrestling. It's, it's, it's a whole plethora of different entertainment values to it. And the crazy thing to show you the value of that Peacock, which is NBC over here, which is a major network over here. Um, they leased it. They didn't buy it. They yes. leased it five years for $1 billion. Yeah. So what does that tell you that the WWE's really worth? Yeah. yeah. Still people that will tell you that WWE is is in a bad state and that it's it's falling and that it's you know that it's in trouble. No. It's not in trouble. It's not in no. trouble. You the only time it was in trouble when when they were head to head with us and yeah. we were kicking their ass for eighty three <laughs> weeks. That's when they were in trouble. But guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon angle. Became as big, actually became bigger than the NWO angle, which yep. had a hell of a run. Uh, me and Bischoff were talking about it one night, and they were coming up with this new logo for WCW. And I'm like, why are they spending all this money on this new logo? It looks stupid. What we should do is just become the NWO. And then WCW becomes the Rebels, you know? Because now the NWO would become the corporation, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what happens in life. So, yeah. you know, bottom line is, uh, you know, the branding is something that is very important as an individual, yeah. and all you have to do is look like the or the the Kardashians, you know, those chicks, that mother, they know branding to a science. Vince McMahon understands branding. Terry, Tony Khan understands branding. Wrestlers who are individuals who understand that they are a brand. It's one of the reasons I changed my name to from Paige Joseph Falkenberg to Dallas Page. Because I did it 25 years ago. No one knows who Paige Joseph Falkenberg is outside <laughs> of you know, the Jersey Shore. Outside of that, you know, but the world knows who Diamond Dallas Page is. Not everyone, but a lot of people do, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned WCW in there because obviously I wanted to ask about 
you're obviously a very positive man, a very a great attitude, obviously extremely confident in everything that you do. It seems like you always have been. But as you mentioned, you got into wrestling your rookie year. You were 35. You know, obviously, right. I, like I'm, first, I'm 32 now, and you you first got into the business at 35. Was there was there any concern from from your end? Was there any trepidation about getting into the business at that age? Like, was it would it be worth it? Would it work? What was sort of like the the reaction of of the other guys when you first when you first <laughs> came to the power plant, for example? Was was there anybody there like who's who's this grandpa? Like, what's he doing here? Well, people already knew I was because I was on TV for um, for uh, WCW for close to a year. When Magnum TA came up to me at TV, I was managing the Freebirds, and I was managing um, Scott Hall, which I created that whole bad guy, you know, that whole bad guy look. Because Scott Hall there looks like you know. <laughs> He could have been uh, Razor Ramon, but Razor Ramon was just getting figured out, you know. And um, bottom line is, is um, um, God, I was talking about Razor. Um, say that question again. Uh, so, so did you have any trepidation? Okay, okay, now, yeah, I, I, now, now I know about that. So, what ended up happening is. I, I just got done doing Scott's match and I was backstage and Magnum TA came up to me and he said, listen, Diamond, Dusty doesn't want to tell you this. He sent me to do it because he doesn't have the heart to tell you we can't let you manage anymore. And I'm like, what? What do you mean I can't manage? Dude, I go, what did I do wrong? I go, I'll fix it. And Magnum said, well, you really didn't do anything wrong. He said, it's not your fault. He said, the hair, clothes, the bling, the dolls. I mean, that's me, you know, 1990, my pink Cadillac, smoking hot diamond dolls. If you even look at my jeans, they got holes in them. I was doing that shit in the 80s, man. Now it's like a... Everybody's got holes in their jeans. But bottom line is, uh, he said, listen, it's not your fault, man. You know, just you're, you're taking too much attention away from wrestlers. And I'm like, Magnum, are you telling me I'm too over the top for professional wrestling? <laughs> like, it's not really, it's not your fault. You know, it's just, he's like, what we should have done is put you in a pair of tights and boots and see if you can do this. So I'm going now to go to go introduce the Freebirds. And these two sons of bitches, I love the hell out of them. They ribbed the hell out of me so many times. And um, I'm waiting at the curtain. We were in Chattanooga. And uh, I'm waiting for them. And when these guys bust my ball so much, but it was all fun brother stuff, you know, and um, they were so empathetic. I couldn't believe how they were really concerned for me because <clears throat> they knew it was a big deal for me because I worked so hard to get there. <clears throat> and now 
basically to tell me I can't do it anymore. And they were like, listen, D, we're really sorry. You know, I know it means a lot to you, but it's just a crazy business. And I said to him right there, it's just forcing me to do what I should have done all along. I didn't get in this business to be a manager or a color commentator. I got in this business to be a wrestler. I said, I got seven months left of my contract. I'm going down the power plant and I'm going to learn how to wrestle. And they both looked at each other and started laughing so hard. Like, this was the funniest thing. they And it wasn't like bullshit laughing. They blew out laughing. Michael fell on the ground laughing. And I gave them both the year number one sign and went to the ring and introduced them. And just to give you, the biggest thing people were, you're always like, you're too old. By the time you learn what needs to be done, you'll be too old to be able to really do it at the level you need to do it. Well, they didn't know how I, I was a master of holding back the hands of time. And I was going to figure out shit I didn't know. And one of the greatest moments in my wrestling career came with no camera. It happened at my house. I had a hell of a match with Sting in January of 96. And the next day, I got home. I was running inside to grab something because I was going to the gym. I just flew in. As I'm running to the door, the phone rings, and I just let it go to the answering machine. As I'm walking out the door, I hear, Page, P.S., and I run to the phone. I'm like, Michael, hey, bro. I go, God damn it. Motherfucker, son of a like, Mike, Mike, what's the matter? What's the matter? Paige, you know how sometimes you call someone because you want to leave a message? You don't want to <laughs> talk to the fucking person? I said, yeah, you know, I actually do. Like, you want me to hang up so you can call back and... Uh, and leave a message. He's like, no, fuck it. You're on here now. He's like, babe, I got to be honest with you. Last night, saw you and Stinger. He said, that was a hell of a match, boy. He goes, I have never been so happy to eat crow in all my life. Great job. Click and he hung up me. So for five years later, for Michael P.S. Hayes, who just literally fell down laughing for him to come back and say that to me. That was a big fucking deal. And one of the other really cool moments was I hadn't seen Jake for about a year or talked to him. January 1997, a year after that. And I, the phone rang and I picked it up and I heard one word. Congratulations. Congratulations, Jake. Is that you? Yeah. Congratulations for what? For reinventing the DDT. <laughs> now, the two greatest finishes ever the DDT and a dime cutter. And Randy kept that going with the RKO. There ain't a better finish than that. Everybody in the case of it.
And Johnny Ace gave me just a grab by the neck, fall down. I came up with all the ways in it. And then Johnny went and took all those, you know. But um, bottom line is, uh, it was it was an incredible, great run. And I love, you know, because my whole life I've been proving people wrong. You know, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I don't know what was harder, you know, eight, being an eight-year overnight success in wrestling or being an eight-year overnight success with DDPY. Like, literally, I did not – people like the because they hear DDP yoga, they'll call it yoga, but we're nothing like that. I never developed this program for people who do fucking yoga. They got a thousand different types of yoga. They get it. I developed for all the people out there who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga because those are the people who really need something like this in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with, um, with with guys like Jake, as you said, um, guys like Jake, has, as 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 you as you've known him over the years, is, is is Jake somebody that's still doing it every day? Is he still? Does he give you all days? Not every day, but he'll get a couple of days a weekend. Enough. See, Jake's never been a workout guy. <laughs> Even <laughs> back in the day, get Jake in the gym, he'd be working out, then he'd be talking. You know, he, he's just not uh, a workout guy. But he will do it so keep his movement, you know, up and shit. And when he moves back here to Atlanta, which he's in the process of doing, uh, he'll, he'll pick it up much more, you know, and he'll get 30 minutes in and then crash out. <laughs> but just staying up, there's no one who promotes it more than him. You know, because he's always, it changed his life. You know, it wasn't just the workout. It was the lifestyle, the mindset, like understanding, getting him to understand that you get to own the story you tell yourself. You get to own that. Now, you can tell yourself you're a piece of shit. You're not worthy. You know, I think the, um, the golden rule from the Bible is treat people the way they want to be, you know, basically by the way they treat themselves, you know, but I don't want you to treat me like that because most people treat themselves like shit. They yeah. talk about themselves. They have no self-confidence. They put shit food in their mouth. They, they don't, they don't have any respect for themselves. I want you to treat me the way I treat me. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for myself. I do love me. I know that that's the secret to everything because if you don't love yourself you can't fucking love anything because yeah. you don't put yourself first you got to take care of you and then take care of others there's a quote i heard and i'll give you one more question after this quote i heard when i was 22 years old by a bible thumping motivational preacher named zig ziglar and he said something like this i've made it my own since then but it was something pretty much spot on like this. And he said, you can get whatever you want as long as you help enough people get what they want. Hmm. And that's the secret yeah. to real success. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what's your best question, bro? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, it's 
you've got to love yourself before you can love anybody else. Is you know, too many too many people will care about what other people think about themselves. And as you say, you you've got to think a lot about yourself first. Um, and that's obviously a big a big part of BDPY. And I wanna I wanna touch on what you said earlier about um about relentless. Uh, so obviously not been able to get get a hold of it my end on on my side of the pond yet. But for those who are not familiar with relentless yet. Obviously, it's 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 sort of like the journey of how DDPY came to be and, and everything that's gone into it, rather than a look back at your wrestling career. So what, I'm, right. what I wanted to ask about that is obviously DDPY goes back a long way and the roots of it. How did you manage to, to fit all of that into one fairly short documentary, just over an hour, I think it is? Was it yeah. hard work to condense that all down? And how did you yeah. decide to get in there? It started as us just doing bits and pieces, putting together so people could see how we developed the company. And then after the second pass of putting it together, my business partner, Steve, you called me up and he was like, dude, I want you to watch this next pass and tell me what you think. And after I saw it, I called them up and I was like, wow, this is bigger than just about our company. This is like a documentary that every single person should watch, but every single person who wants to be an entrepreneur, wants to have their own business, they need to watch this because they need to see that there is no straight shot to the top. It's like this. That's how it goes. And it never happens when you want it to. It happens when you put the time in. It happens when you've almost wanted to quit numerous times, but for some reason you don't. And you just keep moving forward. And for me, the times that, you know, after I kicked out and shook my head off and took a hot shower or something, and then jump on the mat. Like I've never gotten, before I say this, I should say, I can't tell you how many times I left the gym going like, oh God, my shoulders, or, oh damn it, due to my back or my knee or my quad or, you know, just over egoing the weight. I can't tell you how many times I left the gym going, how much how sore I was. And I don't mean good sore. I mean, I hurt something sore. Yeah. I've never got off that mat and said, boy, I wish I didn't do that. I've never gotten off the mat and said that. And the great thing about the mat is it's the great stress reliever. And there's a little bit of stress going on in our world right now. It's not, yeah. it's not sectioned off any one country. It's the fucking world. And I know that I have a prescription for everyone to help eliminate the stress, build the confidence, build their self-worth. You go to ddpyoga.com or ddpy.com and it costs you nothing to try it. Seven days free. So there's no excuses. It's not like you got to buy the DVDs anymore. 
and then wait for again because you're in the UK. Wait three weeks to get them, and then pay extra money because of customs. You go bloop, bloop, and you can start right now. And again, don't listen to a word I said. I'm going to close with the same shit I opened with. Go to DDP Yoga, one word, member site, and read what people write. And that's how you'll know. Or go on my at real DDP Twitter, at DDP Yoga, or Instagram, at Diamond Dallas Page, or at DDP Yoga, or my Facebooks. You know, there's and just not what I say. Read what people write. Like yeah. you can't pay people as a wrestler. There's a new chant over the last X amount of years, and this is awesome. This is awesome. There's so many times I'm watching these guys bust their balls so hard in that ring, yet I'm not hearing the chanting for the name of the person in the ring. That's what they should be chanting for. And it's really hard to get people to chant DDP or Stone Cold or um, Rocky, you know, RVD. It's hard to get people to do that. They do it because they're moved. They're moved because the characters are doing something that they relate to and they become one with it. It's the same way online. You can get a couple of people to write your shit's good. You can't get hundreds of thousands of people to write it. Unless it's real. Like, really real. So, that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. Bro, it's awesome hanging out with you. Yeah, man. uh, Make sure you try and get Relentless so that we can watch it in the UK. Because, like I say, I don't know why why we can't go. It's just there. It says unavailable. Well, say no matter what. Go to to PositivelyUnstoppable.com. See if it's up there. And text Marlon to let him know if it is or not. Oh, well, right. do, man. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, Thank you so much, man. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, you too, bro. Have a great day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.